Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Titzaveh. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Titzaveh contains seven mitzvos, four positive, and three restrictions. This Shabbos has the distinction of, once again, we take out from the Oron HaKodesh two Torah, and the second Torah, we read from the last paragraph in Parshas Kiseitse, Zohor Esa Sherasolocha Amolek, to remember what Amolek did to you when you left Egypt. According to most of the authorities, the second reading of the Torah, that of Parshas Zohor, which gives the name to the Shabbos, this reading is biblical. And that's why the Shulchan Aruch says something very interesting. Small villages, if they did not always have a minion, okay. You didn't necessarily have to work on it Wednesday, Thursday. Is there going to be a minion? Is there not going to be a minion? If you had a minion, then you read the Torah. If you didn't get a minion, then you did not read the Torah. Not so regarding Parshas Zohar. A person has to be proactive. Will I have a minion in my community? If there will be, fine. If not, you've got to go and spend Shabbos someplace else where there will be a minion. That's the importance thereof. And even though the Torah doesn't tell us when to fulfill this mitzvah of reading about Amalek, of being reminded how they attacked us for no reason, they didn't want our land, we were in the desert. And so they attacked us for one reason and one reason only, because we were the nation identified with God. God had showed his love and favor for us by bringing the plagues in Egypt, by splitting the sea. And now we were the representatives of God in this world, and Amalek, who is the antithesis of belief in God. The Torah says, Asha Baderach. And Rashi brings three interpretations of the word Korcha. The first one is from the word Mikra, that Amalek stands for the philosophy of chance. We say, wow, look, God split the Red Sea. And they say, what are you talking about? There was a strong easterly wind that night, and that's what caused the sea to split. They tried to clearly uh, find ways to reduce the belief and dedication that we had this was Amalek then, and this is Amalek till this very day. The second opinion that Rashi gives is Lashon Keri, which comes from the source of impurity that they attempted to bring their impure philosophy into our midst. And finally, the last one is from the word kar v'chom, cold and hot. We were hot in our commitment and our belief, and they unfortunately cooled us down. And the Torah says that there is a obligation 
that we have. It's a communal mitzvah upon the Jewish people to blot out the memory of Amalek. And the question that might be asked is, who is Amalek? And this was answered by Reb Chaim Briska, that any nation that has as its very essence, that this is its mission statement to destroy the Jewish people, that is Amalek. So, in each and every generation, Amalek can change its ugly head. And so, what Nazi Germany was clearly the personification of Amalek, in our day, ISIS and the Iran and those whose mission statement it is to blot out the people Israel, the land of Israel, that is the modern-day Amalek. We read Parsha Zachar every year on the Shabbos before Purim because Haman, the villain in the Purim story, is called Ha'agogi, a descendant of Amalek, and we are Masmech. We put close the two, uh, the downfall of Haman in the Megillah with the uh, destruction of Amalek, which is one of the three communal mitzvos that the Jewish people were given when they entered the land of Israel, one, to appoint a king, two, to destroy Amalek, and three, to build the base Hamikdash. I'd like to just, before we have a little bit of a glimpse as to the forthcoming holiday of Purim, and to tie it in with Parshas Zachar, just be aware that this coming Monday, the 13th of Adar, is Tanis Esther, which means literally that we fast this coming Monday. Why do we fast? This is the day that when Haman drew lots, this was the day that they, our enemy, were to kill the Jewish people. V'nafochu, and we were given permission, as we find in the latter part of the Megillah, and we went to war against them on this day, and we defeated 75,000 of their men, and we did not lose a soul. Now, interestingly, why are we fasting? Because the Jew fasted on the day that he went to war to demonstrate that it's not he who is winning the war for us, he and his muscle, he and his understanding and his outsmarting the enemy. No, it is God who is the victor. And it's for this reason that we find in chapter 9, when the Torah says that we defeated the enemy, and they did not literally extend their hand to take from the spoils. Wait a minute. Everybody knows that to the victor, 
belong the spoils when you win the war? But the answer is, we were not the victor. We didn't win the war. It was God who won the war, and therefore we did not take the spoils for ourselves. Healthy, able-bodied people are to fast this fast of Tanis Esther. If one doesn't feel well, for sure, they should not fast, and certainly consult your rabbi. And while we're on this, let's understand that while we are experiencing the corona virus, the idea is that listen to the health department and listen to your rav. Don't make a decision. Am I going to shul? Am I not going to shul? Based upon what I think is the right thing to do, discuss it with your Rav. And it's very important that we not only listen to the health officials, but that we listen to our rabbis. And this applies to going to shul this coming Shabbos, fasting this coming Monday. But most important, we dare not allow a sense of panic to set in to our lives. This is the continuation, and this is the story of Purim. What is the essence of Purim? So the Rambam writes in his introduction to his monumental work, the Yadachazaka, he writes there are 613 mitzvos, and even the rabbinic mitzvos are based upon the various psukim of the Torah. And he writes that the mitzvah of Mikra Megillah and Purim is based upon that which we find in Parshas for Eschanan, whereby the Torah says, Kimi Goigodol, who is like this great nation, Asheloelokim Krovime Love, that has such a close relationship with God, Kashem Elokeinu, as our relationship with God, Bechol Koreinu love. whenever we call out to Him. Purim, my friends, according to the Rambam, is a day of tefillah. Esther says at the end of chapter 4, telling Mordechai, Lech Kinos Eskol HaYudim, gather all the Jewish people, and Tzumu Olai, fast for me, and Uvachain, with this fasting, with these prayers, I will go to the king, though it is against his law, the law of Achashverosh, the Chasher Ovadati, Ovadati, whenever I lose, I lose, but I will go fortified by the prayers and the unity of the Jewish people. And this is what Purim is all about. Rav Yaakov Emdin, Zatzal writes in his introduction to his sitter. The sitter is called Beis Yaakov. His name was Rav Yaakov Emden. He writes that he feels the survival of the Jewish people in the exile is even a greater miracle than that which transpired when we left Egypt and were privileged to have the splitting of the sea, the survival of the Jew. And this coming Monday night, and this coming Tuesday morning, Monday night when we read the Megillah, 
Tuesday morning again. There are going to be three brachos in the Ashkenazi community. The Sfardim don't uh, recite the Shechionu again on Tuesday morning. Ashkenazic practice is. And the second bracha is the bracha we recited Hanukkah time. Sheosu nisim lavosenu God performs miracles for our ancestors in those days, 2,500 years ago, So the literal translation of is in this season, that it happened this time of the year as we approach springtime, as opposed to in the fall, summer, etc. But you can also interpret it by God performed miracles for us 2,500 years ago, and right now again, the very survival of the Jew, that we are still here to tell the story, that it says in chapter 9 of Megillah's Esther, incredible, what does it say there in chapter 9? These days of Purim are niskorim, Vina'asim are remembered and they're observed. We read the Megillah, we do the mitzvos. Becholdor v'dor, in every generation. Mishpacha, mishpacha, families get together and celebrate. Medina, Medina, every country, every city. Now listen to what was written 2,500 years ago. And I ask, we who never know from what's going to happen from one day to the next. Here, 2,500 years ago, what do? Esther Amalka. And Mordechai Hayudi write, Vimea Purim Ela, these days of Purim, Loyavru Mitoch Hayudim will not cease from the Jews, Vizichram Loyosuf Mizaram, and their remembrance will never pass from their descendants. We will always be observing Purim. Amazing. How could anybody have written that if not for the fact that this was written with Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration, and basically every year we're not just remembering the miracle and saying thank you Hashem for saving us 2,500 years ago, but we're saying thank you Hashem for that which you are doing for us right now, maintaining us, sustaining us in the exile where we still find ourselves today until we have that third base Hamigdash. And so, we find ourselves today with a great challenge. And what does the Jew do when he is challenged? Be it the challenge, call it the annihilation threat of Haman, be it the threats to our people today, be it the world being threatened by coronavirus, we turn to prayer. We believe in the efficacy of prayer. And we turn to prayer. And we try to make our prayers count. I urge everyone at this time, take that extra moment and pray a little bit slower. Understand what it is that you're praying. Be careful with our recitation of blessings. Think before you recite a blessing. Is it the appropriate blessing? What do the words mean? There is an after-blessing. What is the appropriate after-blessing? Say it with a sense of deep gratitude to Hashem. When we want and we need His bracha, we have to Give bracha, 
give thanks for so much that we do have. And this, I believe, is the story of Purim, the survival of our peoplehood, for which we are so grateful, and the, the lesson that by praying and by being unified, we can accomplish nothing less than the miraculous. Shabbat Shalom to all.